Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is Monday, 7 o'clock p.m. sharp. We're at it again. I hope you're doing well. The weather is incredible. The sun is shining. The flowers are blooming. The trees are green. Uh, my grass right now is incredible. I don't know what's going to happen by the time we get to July and August when the sun is really beating up on it. But for right now, I'm in a good place. Uh, spring is my favorite uh, time of year. I really do love this season. Uh, so let me go ahead and sing this thing to you. And it's not going to be a long song, I, I promise you. It's just we have something to celebrate. I'm going to tell you in a few minutes. So here's how it goes. Do you know what today is? It's our anniversary. Yeah, it's our anniversary here at BSTL. We are one full year into this podcast thing. And um, I'm excited about that. When I started um, a year ago in uh, the month of May, wasn't sure how would we be able to do this content week after week, uh, recording it and mixing it down and all of the other things that go into it. But guess what? We are one full year in, and that is a real good reason to celebrate. So um, as part of our conversation today, I thought I would just give you a few uh, lessons, uh, things that I have learned on the journey of this podcast uh, for our podcast today. And I hope you'll appreciate it. Of course, we will and are going to continue to talk about leadership uh, for all things. And I hope you've noticed that recently we have been engaging and having a few more guests uh, that are coming on. And maybe I should put this out there. I'm not sure that I've done it already. Uh, BSTLinc21 at gmail.com. If you'd like to be a guest on BSTL, we are on season number two. Please send me an email. I would love to talk to you. I would love to have a conversation with you as long as it is about leadership. So let me just jump right into it because I've got four things that I've learned uh, throughout this year um, by doing this podcast consistently. Uh, I've learned something about leading. I've learned a little bit about losing. I've learned a little bit about learning. <clears throat> and I've also learned about laughing. So let me just start with the first L, um, leading. So one of the things that I've discovered uh, on this journey this year is that this whole idea of leading, it is not a destination, but it is a process. So some of what happens is, is that when we come on to this podcast uh, week after week, uh, it doesn't happen in a vacuum. It happens uh, through the interaction with other leaders. It happens with reading and digesting what other authors are saying. It happens in my own context to which I lead. So all of these different things are a part of what it is that I'm doing as I'm sharing with leadership. I'm also leading simultaneously. And one of the things I've also discovered as we talk a little bit about leading as this is our first L in this conversation is that leading is not a destination. Like you don't get to a point where you are leading and there's nowhere else to go and then you become stagnant. One of the joys that I have, I can truly say this, this year, um, I've discovered and I'm loving it is that I am learning a whole lot more about who I am as a leader and I'm loving the fact that I have to make some adjustments 
in order to do this thing we call leadership. And of course, leadership is not just what you do. It's who you are, right? It's your temperament. It's your experiences. It's your losses. It's your gains. It's all of the above. And the reality is, is that while I've been on this journey this year, I've realized that I have become a lot more attentive uh, as to how other people are leading. And, and if you are a leader who has not been observing and has not been uh, taking note of various leaders around you, uh, maybe this is just me trying to give you a hint, hint, and a wink, wink, that you've constantly got to keep your eyes open. Because the, the truth is, there is real leadership, and then there is leadership that is maybe uh, by osmosis, by observation. Uh, and what do I mean by that? Um, it, it's very easy to observe um, those that have a position of leadership. You can look at them and say, okay, there's a leader because they have a title. And because that person may be uh, further ahead or further up the ranks uh, in the organization that you belong to, uh, there's a tendency to say, okay, because that is the next level that I would like to get to, I'm going to spend a lot of time observing them and um, being mentored by them and just uh, seeing how they do what they do, um, making the observations of things that you like about how they lead, as well as saying to yourself, nah, I don't really like that. But I've discovered that all people embody leadership, even individuals that say they don't like to lead, uh, they don't want to be promoted, they don't want to move up in the organization, even those individuals have leading qualities. And there's this one individual, I won't say the name because I didn't get the permission and they may not like the fact that I'm going to uh, share um, about who they are, but this particular person, I have watched them uh, for sev several years now, and this particular individual has shown me that there is a place for grace in leadership. And when I say grace, um, I don't mean grace in terms of letting people uh, get over on you. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Uh, this individual just has a tone and a way about them that they just seem to get things done. Now, it doesn't mean that they always get things done perfectly. It doesn't mean that there are not challenges that they are facing. It doesn't mean that they don't um, experience um, opposition or individuals who may or may not show up uh, for the assignment that is required in the area that they are leading. But when I say grace, I just mean that I like the fact that their temperament, it's kind of even. Right. And when I say even, I don't I don't mean like monotone. I don't mean just flat line every time you engage that person. No, their personality is extremely dynamic, um, but they're a softer dynamic. And because they are a softer dynamic, even when they are saying something that perhaps I may not appreciate, I appreciate how they have created their own style of delivery. And that's probably the thing that stands out to me because, you know, often when we think about leaders and the ones that are extremely successful, um, a lot of us, we paint this picture of individuals who are very charismatic, um, boombastic, strong, um, wordsmiths, um, able to get things done by any means necessary. But I think the art of grace is something that I personally am going to be working on throughout the next year uh, and beyond that, because I think that 
how you get things done is as important as getting things done. Um, the other part to this thing about leading is that I've also discovered in this year of starting this podcast that while you are leading, based on where you are going, you will always also bump into individuals that will also help to embrace and support the things that you are trying to do. And maybe this is something that I hope is, you know, encouraging to, to, to somebody that's listening, because one of the things that we all struggle with, it doesn't matter where you are, and it's one of the reasons why HR is such an important um, skill set to have in your organization. It's, a, it's, a, it's an important department, not just for hiring and firing and training, um, but no, human resources are everything to your organization. And look, there will be times where you will say to yourself, uh, I wish I had this person or this kind of person, or you may know of somebody that is working in a different organization and you say to yourself, oh, how I wish that individual would come and work with me wherever I am. But here's what I'm discovering. Remember, we're talking about this journey, that when you are clear on what it is that you are trying to accomplish, I am certain now, 100% certain, that you are going to become a magnet for the individuals that you need for this lap of the journey to come on board and help to support and move things further ahead. Because, you know, the tendency is to become discouraged, right? When you have something to get done, if you don't have the individuals, and it doesn't mean that you don't have a great team, but no one team has every skill set on it. And what you will find is, is that whether through hiring or referral or you bump into somebody while you're out having some food, whatever the case may be, you will uh, find that at some point you're going to become connected to individuals that either have the skill set that you're looking for in order to move your organization forward or they will be connected to the person that knows the person that you need to partner with and work with. And so as leaders, you've got to just slow down. You've got to just calm down a little bit and not so much worry about going and hunting and finding. Because here's the other piece, right? Um, you're not just looking for uh, an individual that can perform a, a task. There's also a temperament to them. There's also a character type of trait about them. All of those little things go into it. So if you come and you partner with me, partner with whomever it may be as a leader, and that person doesn't embody some of the other things that are a part of the team building that you are trying to create, then here's the reality. You may get the job done, but you may end up creating more havoc than unity and peace. The other thing that I'm also learning is that while growing, you also can be losing simultaneously. I've learned that throughout this year, right? Because the thing is, is that, um, and, and recently I was reading out of this book, The Catalyst Leader. I've mentioned it before and I'm still in that book. I like to take my time and read things. You know, I was in chapter eight and I was uh, reading it with my board recently and we were just talking about collaboration, right? And the truth is, uh, sometimes you collaborate with the right people and sometimes you don't collaborate with the right people. And all throughout that process, whether you are working with the right people or not working with the right people, there are going to be seasons where there are losses. And for those of you that are always focused on the bottom line, which is the money line, that that's not the only la loss that is substantial to your organization. 
No, it, it, it is possible uh, to be losing it, um, from the sense that because you are so focused on where you are going, you're not watching what's happening in the present tense. And let me just say this. I'm not talking about stepping away from your uh, your mission and vision and core values. I've said this uh, hundreds of times, a few times definitely here on this podcast. No, I'm saying to you that sometimes... Uh, by being a little bit too rushy, um, being too intense in trying to get uh, to a particular place at a specific time, um, you know, there are times where you may experience some loss because while you are building something, the present tense is the thing that sets the tone for what will happen in the future. And so these losses are important, right? So every now and then uh, throughout the year, there have been moments where I had great momentum. Things were just rolling uh, the way that I wanted to, and then boom, problems, boom, opposition, boom, conflict management, and all of these different things. And here's the thing, in dealing with some of the challenges that I've had to experience throughout the year, it has caused me to also pivot a little bit and shift a little bit and create some other nuances and other development and other training that also helps to reinforce where we are and where we are going as an organization. So don't be ashamed of the losses. Don't be ashamed of those moments where you have failed in something. Don't be afraid to admit that I made a mistake and so therefore I have to kind of double back a little bit reinforce where I was and where I currently am in order to to, to lead stronger, further forward. Uh, I need to say that because, you know, nobody really likes to talk about losses. Nobody likes to talk about losses. Nobody likes to admit that, you know, I made this mistake and as a result of this mistake, it has compromised me. It has created some blind spots, um, created some holes in what I'm trying to do. No, be okay with the losses. I don't know anybody that is a great leader that doesn't have many stories of losses that they've had to endure and experience along the way because the losses help you to kind of check yourself, check your team, check your organization, check out what it is that you're trying to do. And here's the thing, by checking on these losses or at least being aware of them and owning some of these losses, They have also created some of the critical conversations that are also important. And what I mean by that is that, uh, you know, I never work in a vacuum, right? So even though um, most of the time it's been my voice that you've heard, I have a strong uh, inner circle of leaders that I consult with consistently. And they don't necessarily work directly with me, but they are smart people. Uh, They are smart people that have the ability to think about the context to which they are working in and still be able to engage in my context and give really good advice. And so for some of these losses that have happened, um, you know, from 2022 to 2023, as I've discussed it with those that I I trust, uh, that I know have my best interest in hand and they want to see me thrive and do well, I continue to check in with them. And maybe I should also give you the cheat sheet. You know, there is this tendency as leaders to consult other people that are in the industry of whatever it is that you're leading in. doesn't matter whether it's medicine, whether it's scientific, whether it's engineering, 
whether it's business, whether it's marketing, it doesn't matter. I, I think that um, we have been sold uh, the wrong ticket on this one thing, and I just want to say this, and I know I'm going to talk about it uh, in the future. We have to understand that in order to be a great leader, you cannot just surround yourself with people who um, are in the industry with you, wherever it is that you work. You've got to surround yourself with other individuals that are cutting-edge leaders, or at least people who are perceptive, they are intuitive, um, and they have the ability to say, okay, I, I may not know a whole lot about what it is that you're doing, but have you considered this? Have you considered that? And I like having those kinds of people around me um, because they are a whole lot more objective. I mean, I'm sure you've seen it before that when you are going through the losses, the struggles, regardless of what um, organization that you're in, when you uh, talk to other individuals that are also in the industry with you, you may find that there are a lot of parallels. There are a lot of things that they say that sound very familiar because to some degree they may have lost a little bit of their objectiveness because they're so close to doing what it is that you're doing that they really don't always have um, a lot to say from a purview that is not um, familiar to what it is that you are trying to do. So that's one of my little cheat sheet notes that I'm, I'm giving to you. I have a, an inner circle of individuals that are smart, intelligent, they are honest, they're not afraid to tell me the truth, but they don't all do what it is that I'm doing. Number three, learning. Um, leading and learning, I believe, are uh, synonymous. And this year, I have had to learn a whole lot um, while working, but also while not working, right? So some of you will be familiar with the fact that this is the year uh, that I got sick at the beginning of the year, and I was, you know, not at full capacity for the first uh, few months um, of 2023. And one of the things that I've learned is that in the absence of a strong leadership voice, there will be individuals who will step up that you did not know had that kind of capacity. And that, that for me is exciting. You know, like, I, I don't know where you work, right? I mean, if you want, you can email me and you can tell me where you work. And so that way I get a better perspective on who it is that I'm, 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 I'm talking with in these podcasts. Um, but the reality is sometimes as leaders, because we are often called to sit in the big chair and have the conversations and take some of the hits and some of the pushbacks and be there for moments where we can celebrate, etc. Um, sometimes we can be so busy doing what we do that we don't step out of the way sometimes and allow for others to have an opportunity. And of course, in my situation, um, having been hospitalized, I didn't have an option of stepping aside. Uh, stepping aside had to happen for me um, because I just literally couldn't work for a little bit of time. And so one of the things I, I'm now sharing with you as we're talking about this anniversary podcast, I'm saying to you that you do have to create a, a structure within your organization that allows for people to be able to do what it is that you're doing, but do it their way and watch and see how 
they too are a blessing to your organization because sometimes the nuances in leadership are the very things that create the upward mobility and it strengthens and girds uh, the foundation of what it is that you're trying to do. And so I have a great leadership team, um, great individuals that I work with, great individuals that I'm consulting with, because I have discovered that by osmosis, um, they have been learning from me. Um, but in the season of leading, but leading a little bit differently because of some of the challenges that I've had to experience, here's what I've discovered, that they have been able to do it with me and on many different levels better than maybe I would ha have done. And so if you are a leader, look, let me just say this. Don't be afraid for somebody to come along that has different gifts and abilities that you don't have. Don't be afraid to give them an opportunity to outshine you because as I've said earlier in uh, season number one, it is a compliment when people do outgrow you. It is a compliment that under your leadership and your mentorship and your sharing of information and your sharing of best uh, business practices, whatever it is that you, it is that you do, when somebody can latch on uh, to what it is that you are doing uh, and say that, you know what, I took something from that and I implemented it in a completely different context, but I understood the principle to which you were sharing and it works, that is a compliment. And even better yet, if you are in your own immediate context helping people and you're finding that they are becoming more ambitious and they are doing things di uh, differently and they are also beginning to implement things more and they are beginning to become more self-starters, then that means you are uploading to them a confidence that is important and crucial because here's the other thing too. You're not trying to create an organization of people that are going to be with you all the way through. I think if you're a great leader, part of um, the testament of that is when you have led individuals to the point where they're able to go off on their own, even if they don't turn back and check in on you, even if they don't say thank you, you've still poured into somebody's life and they're now doing absolutely better having engaged with you and worked with you and being mentored um, by you. And here's the thing, if they grow beyond you, can I also say this to you as you're listening, it's good if you can even watch how they're doing what they're doing now that they are no longer working with you and or for you because you may be able to see some things that they had to table. And we've all been there before, right? As leaders, we have had to sit in a seat where we didn't have the capacity to implement things and create change and manage in a different kind of way. And then when we were able to move off and do our own thing, we discovered that there were some things that we had dormant um, within ourselves, but as a result of now being able to shift and lead in a different capacity, lead a different type of team, there are things that you now know about you, know about yourself that are now beginning to come out. So just as you've grown from that kind of perspective, that is the same thing that I'm hoping you are wishing for those that are working with you that have now perhaps gotten tired or anxious or desiring to do more and they're now, look, I'm ready to go. And when they go, and I've seen some people leave throughout the year, when they go, you've got to bless them. You've got to um, wish them all the best because whatever they become, a part of that is because of you. 
and wherever they are going and becoming whatever they are becoming there, you've got to watch and see what they may not have been able to do with you while they were working with you. You can still borrow from that and you can still become a, a better leader with somebody that has outgrown you or shifted and gone somewhere else to work. Last but not least, laughter. Ah, You know, uh, despite some of the struggles of the years, despite uh, some of the challenges that I've had to overcome as I'm constantly pushing the boundaries of leadership and pushing individuals to their full potential as I'm pushing myself as well, one of the things that I have to tell you that I have developed more of, um, those that know me well, laughter. And those that really, really know me, know me (laughs) in a different kind of way. They're actually chuckling because they're saying to themselves, but hey, Andre, we know you to be somebody who laughs a lot. No, 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 I laugh a lot, but there's a difference between laughing and laughter. And let me just explain to you what that what that looks like in my opinion. The laughter part is when you can look at everything that is happening around you, whether it's chaotic, whether it's in order, whether you have some lulls, whether you have some lows, whether you have some highs. When you look around you, are you still able to find the joy in what it is that you are doing? Can you still chuckle after you've had a very difficult meeting because you understand that some of the opposition, you need some of that opposition in order to push forward and push further. Some of the difficult conversations that you have to have as a leader, it may create a level of um, uh, tenseness, uh, some, some adversity. There will be some pushback. You may even get disrespected as well, but who cares? Because remember, one of the things that we have to be and the things that we um, are becoming and doing as leaders is we are trying to help people to see a picture of something that is clear to us, but not always clear to others. And so if you are so intense about getting to where you have to be, where you're always serious and you're never able to smile and you you can't crack a joke, then how do you expect people to move with the changes with you when you can't even find the joy in the difficult moments? And so, yeah, you've got to laugh. You've got to find a reason to laugh. And sometimes the laughter will happen inside and or outside of the organization. You've got to be able to see something on Instagram or Facebook and fall out from that. Or you've got to uh, look at yourself as you are in a difficult meeting and you, you already know that your blood may be boiling and you're laughing at yourself because you're like, why did you even take that personal? Why are you upset about that? You know that so-and-so is going to say what they're going to say. You know what their action is going to be. You can already see at times the passive aggressiveness of some individuals. You already know how you are because sometimes you'll shut down when you need to be speaking up. Whatever that looks like, you've got to keep your laughter. Because one of the things I've also discovered is that um, leaders we feel things very deeply um, because our leadership is very personal to us. Uh, We want to do well, but above that, we generally want those that are working with us to do well. And when we see that there are some blinders, we see some things that may happen if we don't nip it in the bud, um, we at times can become 
so engulfed in how do we fix this problem that we have forgotten that some things can be fixed and then some things are fixed in the process of time. So I'm committed to myself to laughing more, um, learning to laugh more while I'm leading and losing and learning. I want to laugh more. I want to see the flaws of myself more and engage that side of me because if you if you lose your laughter, you've lost everything because your laughter is connected to your joy. And, and despite uh, what the year has looked like, I've, I've had many highs and I've had a few lows. I've had more highs than lows, inclusive of being hospitalized. Despite all of that, the truth is I'm laughing more. I have a, a new joy uh, that I have uh, found. I, I can't describe it. I don't know why it's happening. Uh, yes, I do believe in God, and so I do believe that he's also um, giving me a, a new perspective on life and allowing me to chuckle about the things that I might have been very stoic about. And as a result of all of that, I'm beginning to see leadership in a different way. Um, I'm, I'm working on something, and I hope, I, I don't want to tip my hat yet, but I am working on something that I want to make sure that I create and get out there and put it in the marketplace and share it with um, the world. But I, I do believe that at some point, all of us as leaders, if we don't get our joy back, then you won't appreciate the journey. When you look at a lot of the leaders throughout history, you know, one of the things that I have come to appreciate about them, whoever they may be, I want to see a leader that is able to laugh in the midst of whatever they're going through. Uh, I do like Barack Obama, you know, maybe because he's also a black man like myself. But one of the things that I've appreciated about him while he was president of the United States is that every now and then you would see him in the gym taking that shot, taking that left-handed three and shoom, push into the net and even though he's got the secret service around him and even though he probably is aware of what is awaiting his desk when he gets back to the office he always seemed to find time to do the thing that gives him personal joy personal laughter personal whatever it may be and if you're a leader as you've been on this journey with me throughout uh this past year from May until May and we will continue to grow and we'll continue to talk about leadership I'm hoping that while you are leading and losing and learning and laughing you're still building something that lasts that's all I wanted to talk about happy anniversary BSTL this was a great first year but we're nowhere clear yet on being at our max and I can't wait to see what's going to happen for this new year as we continue to build something that lasts. If you'd like me to come out and talk with you all, I'm more than happy to do so. BSTLinc21 at gmail.com. I hope you're well, and I hope that you're leading and losing and learning and laughing until the next time we see each other. Take care. <laughs>